0: Oh <sighs> my
1: Good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be watching the ni golf channel vlog episode number three podcast episode
2: 62 you think it's 61 61 62 there's a lot
1: whatever and hope you liked our new feature scenes from the tour Opening the episode today that was of course Sergio Garcia having a little moment in the bunker here at Hollywood Golf Club. How are we, strange.
2: How strange. A we hissy fit for Sergio.
1: We are here in the starters hut at Hollywood Golf Club our home from home. Uh, so hope you liked episode 2 and episode 1. We are now in episode 3 and uh, thank you so much to everyone who's been in touch sending us comments sending us videos we have a few videos coming up today that's in, right in the it's episode. brilliant to see uh, you can of course subscribe so if you're on uh, YouTube, youtube subscribe below please send us a comment or on facebook you can like and share and it's very much appreciated If you want to send us some stuff, you can. It's uh, nigolfpodcast at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to get us, or indeed via the socials. Hi, Mr. Kelly. On today's episode...
2: We're talking rules. Rules. Funnily enough, Morris, rules have been in the news. Then we've got the Tourism NI event to launch the Open Championship. We went to it.
1: We went, yes. They allowed they, us in. They, they let anybody in. So,
2: uh, we have our usual news from around the golfing world and we've got a top tip from uh, your coach now. Uh, no, no. No,
1: no, no. He, he occasionally does give me tips if we're <laughs> playing together. It's one of the professionals here in Hollywood. Michael, like Michael Alex. Alexander. Recently fully qualified PGA professional.
2: Oh, fine. Yeah. Got us a Congratulations. Uh,
1: so we kick off with uh, some of your videos, first of all, and winter has arrived.
2: Yes, we got lucky from sort of November December, December, and then January. January has hit us hard. Very wet, Mars. I haven't been much golf.
1: Up to Road Park where they got a fair bit of snow.
2: They did. Last week the snow came down a bit heavy but it didn't stop them. They're a hardy bunch up there. They are a hardy bunch and this is? This is Michael McCrudden who is the professional up there. Michael went out the driver, went for driver off the deck. Driver off the deck in the snow. He did. Uh, he minute. didn't
1: tell us where it went.
2: No, and there was no uh, shot ship or a shot stroke no, or no, flight scope no, yes,
1: on it. No, no flight scope to say where it went to, but he tells us it was a good shot.
2: Yeah, you see the way I like the way he gets his feet buried into the sand before he hits up. <laughs> Sorry, the snow. The
1: snow. <laughs> uh, up next, uh, Roland Henry, who's a very regular contributor and, uh, and a listener. listener of the podcast. Thank you, Roland. He sent us a video of a knock. So this is the bunkers at knock, kinda
2: hard. Bit uh, maybe boing. I think I think you probably need a wee bit of uh, a raking in there though. As I said, anybody who went out and played, not well, there's half mental anyway.
1: And finally, a bit of a conundrum for uh, Johnny McKinstry, who sent us a video of a rules.
3: Yeah, what do debacle? you do in this situation? Yeah,
1: what would you do? We'll let, well, let Johnny explain it to you here.
3: You golfers, somebody give me the rune on this here. Thing, so Johnny
2: actually you know for Adam he, he took a penalty drop he thought that's automatically a romantic day penalty. So he took a drop, he played it under penalty, so he, he signed for six, then he went into the clubhouse, and there was maybe a discussion, probably over the bar, I'd have thought. So the committee the committee, the committee ruled that it wasn't, so he he had a, a one-shot penalty. So he finished with five and that oh. He
1: should have
2: had a rattle at it. He definitely should have. what we wanted was the video, the video of him taking a swing at that.
1: Exactly, breaking his seven iron over the tree. <laughs> yeah. That kind
2: of thing. That's what we need on the NI Golf vlog.
1: So if you have any videos or you're taking any videos feel free to share them we'd love to see them uh, email them as I say to nigolfpodcast at gmail dot com funny quirky angry angry Sergio esque whatever whatever it happens to be we'd love to see them
2: now the open championship is at Royal Port Rush this year Mark. Is it? you may have heard is it? Anyway, tours of May night through a very swanky soiree, which we were invited to. Don't let anybody <laughs> in. Called Eyes on the Open. So it showcased and kickstarted the year.
1: And it started with a, a little message from Rory McIlroy.
3: The Open Championship has been back to Northern Ireland for you know over half a century. For the
1: championship to return to Portrush is, it's massive for the country. I think everyone's so excited for it to be there. You know, golf has come a long way in that 50 years.
3: You know, everyone's going to get behind it. You know, I'm I'm expecting massive crowds. I think everyone's excited. I'm certainly excited to to return to poor Russian and play in an Open Championship. I never thought I'd get the opportunity to play in a a major championship at home, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. A
2: really nice event and I thought it really sort of set the tone for what we we'll hope is going to be a great year for the Open Championship and what it means just for the, for the whole province. I was just saying yeah, they, they were
1: kind of tying it in with not just the Open for Ireland, but tourism and I wanted everyone to know what else was happening yeah. apart from the Open and what the Open was going to help showcase. Uh, obviously 190,000
2: tickets sold. already.
1: 650 billion people watching online or on TV yeah. What is it, hundreds
2: stuff? of millions for the local economy it really just it is going to be the biggest sporting event ever on this on this part of the world and it was great to see so many people They're all, all the celebs over there you know and us obviously but only <laughs> the celebs
1: yeah those messages uh, from Darren Clark from GMAC from and Rory
2: yes Stephanie
1: Stephanie Meadow as well uh, Tom McKibben here he is playing and they, they basically did this lovely video okay. which had the music of the uh, Ulster Youth Orchestra, That's right. and some poetry read by Mr. McElhinney. That's right, and uh, it was lovely. And, and Tom was featured playing Royal Port Rush in the video as well. He so. Kept that very quiet. Hey. Tom, tall. We didn't know
2: I uh, know, he kept it very fast. It was fair play, And
1: we had a, a few chats with some of the, the people who are around the place. First up uh, was the RNA from uh, the, the RNA chief executive, Martin Slumbers.
4: Well, the excitement is probably the uh, the most I've seen in my, my uh, short tenure at the RNA. Um, we're trying to sort of temper all that excitement. We have a job to do, which is to deliver <laughs> one of the world's great sporting events. And uh, we are, we're really looking forward to it. Royal well,
2: Porto stepped up to the mark. Is there anything about it that sort of, you know, what about us as
4: praised you? Well, I think you've got a, a club that is so enthusiastic for it and uh, they're doing everything they can to make it uh, a great championship. But we've also got a golf course now that has moved from being a really good golf course into one of the world's best Lynx golf courses. And uh, the redesign and the enhancements are truly awesome. And I can't wait to see the best players in the world it up on those
2: uh, on those on that course. Will the addition of Royal Rush to the open, has it, to the open schedule, has it, sort of give the whole thing a boost, a new, a, a fresh blood? Do
4: you know, I'm a great believer that uh, peer pressure and competition are a wonderful thing, and uh, we have truly fantastic golf courses, but I think as I go around the other courses, they're all saying, oh, what's going on at Port Rush? Um, what's going on over there and uh, that just makes it for a better championship and uh, at the end of the day what
2: we're doing is talking about showcasing our Open And finally, the tickets sold out so quickly, which was incredible You know, what are your expectations of the championship? What, what are you, what would be the dream scenario?
4: Well, I'm not going to dream about who might win um, but what I, I think the scenario is that you know the Irish have shown us that they love sport. We've all known they've loved sport. They love golf, um, and I hope that they have a fantastic time. And thank, well, I thank them very much for the support they're
2: giving us. And that was followed by the legend, the voice of golf, Mr. Peter Alice, who was in fine form on the night as usual. Well,
1: it was it was kind of like the, uh, the Alice family mafia.
2: <laughs> That's right. Was there. Son,
1: his son Simon was there as well. Yep. He's a uh, tournament director for the uh, European Tour. But as always, he was in great form, the the man himself. You know, what age is Peter Lyon?
2: Oh, at least 380.
1: 380, and he had a nice word to say about everything.
0: It's a wonderful venue. This is one of the most dramatic-looking golf courses, and one of the the very best. One of the very best. This will be won by somebody I should imagine who knows how to play, has this under control, and plays it like a game of chess, and has good fortune. I love the humour and the fun, but I find the core of the people. is a wonderful core, and there's smiley faces. Oh, well, of course, this was the second championship. Port Rush was the second one I ever played in. I played in 1947 as a a 16-year-old when Fred Daly won. So my vague associations with Belfast and its people going back to Fred and then coming here with my brother in 1951. I don't know how the hell we got here. I don't know where we stayed. Um, I remember the, seeing the course and thinking it was magnificent. I'd seen very few uh, Lynx courses at that time. I opened up with a 69 and, I oh, oh what wonderful what this is qualifying. We found the local dance hall, my brother and I, who'd just come out of the Navy, met a couple of girls from London... And I I don't know what happened, but I took 87 the next day (laughs) and didn't qualify, but it was wonderful. And uh, we stayed on and uh, watched uh, Max Faulkner win, Tony Serda from Argentina, runner-up, met Bernard Darwin, the great writer. and It was a a magical experience. I've been coming back, uh, not all that often over the years, but working for ABC Television, the American Network, they televised The Seniors, uh, which was at Portrush uh, for three or maybe maybe six years, but three certainly. So we came over and stayed at Limavady, and came up each day and did the television. And, and I've come over on various other ventures over the years, interviewing Rory McElroy's parents and bits and pieces. So I have a, a very affection affectionate feeling for the area and for Ireland, Ireland in general.
2: People have talked about it being sold out, and I've spoke to you previously, and you said nobody should be surprised at that. You've experienced the fans here; you know what it's going to be like. It's going to be pretty remarkable the atmosphere for the next few days of the of the championship.
0: It'll be fantastic. Uh, I was interested to see the RNA. They, I think they, I don't know. This is just an opinion. I'm not sure they felt it was going to be an automatic success. So I'm told. They offered all the tickets at the reduced price from day one. And they all went in an hour and a half, a bit like a Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> and that was, and they was, oh, Jesus, we sold too quick and too soon. So, uh, anyway, they've sold uh, a couple hundred thousand tickets. So, financially, it'll be a success. Uh, if the weather is kind, not, not a heat wave, if it's kind, and they all get in and out, and they all find a bed for the night. It'll be magic. And if we get a good winner, home winner, it could be one of the greatest championships ever played since the 1800s.
2: Talking about winners, Mr Mulnari won it last year. He probably came as a surprise to some, but not to people in the game. Could he be the type of player capable of going back-to-back, winning it two years in a row?
0: Well, you never know, it's very unlikely, but it, it's happened before, and it might happen again. You've got to be, everything's got to be right, you, including luck. People forget the part that luck plays in everything. And you've got to have a, a deep accommodation you're happy with. The family have got to be okay, the children, if you've got them with you, you don't want them developing a nasty cough the night before you play. you you, you want your tummy to be alright you don't want to be so nervous so many little fractions come in and if they all come together like a jigsaw puzzle you can have a winner let's hope we have a home winner if not a home winner, a European winner if not a European winner then somebody who plays with style and charm and is a worthy winner
2: the last person we spoke to was the legendary horse rider A.P. McCoy who, off camera, what we were asking about his golf game, was, was just like any ordinary hacker, and was incredibly frustrated with the game. <laughs> we should show that clip. <laughs> we may have to be... Sir, Sir Anthony McCoy would not be best pleased. We may have to beat the pits out
1: of it, <laughs> but basically it's good to know that he gets as frustrated with this game as everybody else. He does. Uh, wishing he had never
2: taken it up. Yeah, wonder what he was doing with himself, why he bothered. Epi, is this the equivalent of the Grand National coming to Down Royal,
5: yeah, it probably is. You know, it's it's um, you know it's it's a big as big a sport event as as you could find. You know, I think um, you know I was lucky enough to come here to Port Stewart a couple of years ago when the Irish Open was here, and the crowds and the support that that the people that give it was was amazing. Um, you know, to have the Open Championship in Portrush, you know, with a strong Irish continuance of golfers as well obviously led by by, by Rory um, you'd be hoping that, that G GMAC will be able to get there and, and Shane Lowry and Potter Harrington um, and, and the biggest name in, in golf Tiger Woods will be there as well so um, you know that's a big thing you know something that Northern Ireland and Portrush should be very proud of you know to have say the Open Championship here is amazing.
2: Now your own golf game you're a frustrated golfer but a regular golfer we were just wondering, you've played in some of these params. What's the most nervous you've been on a golf course? Um,
5: I played with Tiger Woods in two thousand ten down in Adair <laughs> and there was quite a lot of people watching as you know. There was it was a tournament that JP Mamanus had for charity and there was you know, I'm sure there was near on fifty thousand people there that did, you know, for two days it was I think I think it was nearly a hundred thousand people went through the gates for two days and you know, I think the majority of them wanted to watch Tiger Woods though. So. Um, unfortunately, I was there digging up the golf course with him. Um, so to say that I felt a little out of my depth and a little bit nervous. The only thing I did was I like, give a lot of people hope. You know, a lot of people who think that golf's too difficult and that they don't like being, being, being moderately crap battered like I am. I think I, 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 I pleased a lot of people that left. They went away thinking, you know what, we can all give it a go.
2: And I presume you've played Royal Portrush since you've made the changes.
5: I haven't actually, you know, but I am going to come over. Um, I am. I am. I've been very lucky that I've been invited by a few members, and at some point before, um, before the, the Open Championship, I'll definitely be here to, to have a little knock around it.
2: In terms of your own golf, now you've play, I said you've played a lot of golf. You've played all around the world. Where does sort of links golf rate in your in in your environment? Do you enjoy links golf? Do you enjoy that challenge, or you're more a parkland man?
5: Um, do you know what? I'm one of these people. If I if I have a day where I play pretty well, then that's good for me. You know what I mean? I'm not really. I think I lo- look. I like the, the challenge of like links golf is, is brilliant. You know the dip, you know, you know. I think I think you have to be I suppose a, a little bit more creative to play to, to be able to play links golf. Um, and the views. You know, you can't beat the views in Lynx links golf. You know. You know, you look at the golf courses that we've had here, I've been lucky enough to play in the last few pro Amps, the Irish Open at, at County Down, at Port Shirt at and, and Valley Liffin, you know, most amazing views, you know, so I think Lynx Link's Golf, Link's golf has, has an advantage, um, visually, for sure. Yeah, please, thank you very much. Pleasure.
1: So that was uh, AP McCoy at the Eyes on the Open event, and uh, well put. Uh, yeah. It's a bit like the uh, Grand National coming to the Down Royal.
2: Yes, a nice, a nice turn of phrase. I wonder who came up with that. I don't know.
1: So, um, so anyway, so that's the the eyes on the open event. At Titanic It was a great event, and it was good to showcase other things that are happening uh, in Northern Ireland this year, including the Game of Thrones that's exhibitions right. coming here. A lot of stuff that's happening up around near uh, Portrush. Yeah. You know, there's other other businesses, and other little tourist spots that are getting a wee touch from the open. And it's,
2: it's just going to have a wide range in effect. Let's be honest, it's going to bring people here hopefully you've never been here before and they're going to get an opportunity to see what we have to offer, aren't we're class?
1: It'll actually be really interesting to see after the Open or indeed the, the weeks of the Open and after the TV coverage mm-hmm. and all the little kind of vignettes that all the TV companies will do. Going around the place. the Causeway and about Bushmills Distillery. That's and, right. You know so it'll be interesting to see all that stuff but uh, a very good event. Well done Tourism NI and it's, uh, it's going to be an amazing year.
2: Yeah, and a bit of news now. And the Victoria Open down in Australia finished early this morning with an unexpected win for the Scotsman David Law. He was three behind Ormsby after fifteen holes, but he finished three three three
1: birdie par eagle
2: to be leader in the hus- in the clubhouse. And in the end, Wayne Ormsby couldn't get it done.
1: No, I'm surprised actually because after after fifteen, he was still three behind. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and hits that amazing what shot, a shot into the 18th, what holds a shot. And putt. And suddenly he realizes here, we're in the hunt here. So uh, not, not a bad card. Lovely
2: sixty-six plenty of good stuff. And
1: here's the European tour talking to him after.
3: Yeah, we well we stood in the team, we said we need to make Eagle. Um, <laughs> and then I had two fourteen pin, you know, four iron wasn't enough, rescue was probably a bit too much, but um yeah we we had to go for it, so you know I had, sort of took a bit off a of hybrid and luckily it went to eight eight, ten feet.
4: You make it sound incredibly simple. I'm sure it wasn't quite like that. Uh, Can you tell us, were you following the leaderboard uh, during your round? Were you aware of how close it was?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, at the time, you know, I was just trying to get into solo second. Um, You know, I thought Wade would probably pick up another coming in and he would finish maybe 19. Um, You know, but we said that we were going to try and finish. You know, it was 3-2-4 was the the plan. And uh, I think it was 3-3-3 in the end, which, you know, I'm delighted with.
4: David, you're on debut here at the Vic Open. How special is this?
3: Oh, it's an amazing event. You know, we've loved it all week. It's something completely different and, uh, you know, it's definitely an event I'd like to play more of, that's for sure.
1: The Irish players didn't do too bad no. in Australia either.
2: First rack out for some of
1: them. Yeah, Michael Hoy and uh, Dunners tied for 17th. I
2: think it was 17th. Gavin Moynihan tied for 27th.
1: Well done the boys, well done to you down in Australia. Good partnership actually for uh, for Michael uh, with Chris on the bag. It seems to be working well for him. uh,
2: He certainly played some lovely golf over the first couple of rounds. Uh, The third round was a bad one. I don't think he had a birdie, he had three bogeys, but then he came back again on on Sunday with now a low round.
1: The ladies didn't do so well.
2: No tough outing for them. Um, Stephanie, she missed the cut, the two round cut. And then Leona, she missed the cut after three rounds. I wasn't too sure why they had a three round cut there, but they did anyway. anyway. The tournament was won by a French girl, Celine Boutier.
1: It's a, a good concept having those joint lady-men events because yeah. that's obviously going to be what happens at on this year.
2: That's the plan, certainly. The plan is for the Challenge Tour and the Ladies European Tour to come together to play an event in August there. And it worked so well down in Australia. And they were even matching the pairings at one stage. Gavin made history. Gavin was the first sort of... 3-ball in European Tour history, there was him and fella, and one of the ladies playing as well, so it worked really, really well. Uh, not too bad
1: also for GMAC at Pebble Beach. Yeah,
2: GMAC's had a bit of a wrist injury, you see, Yeah. so he hasn't been playing, a couple, he got a couple of invites into some of the early season events, but didn't manage to get playing those, but he got into the AT&T, Pebble Beach, which he obviously won the US Open at, and he's been putting some decent scores together.
1: We're recording this uh, Sunday lunchtime, as we tend to do now, Mm -hmm. and going into round four, he's tied 18th.
2: He was tied 18th, wasn't he? So he's
1: he's doing all right. Is G-Mac? And this just in, Monday morning news slash Darren Clark shot a fantastic 65 to finish tied 10th in the Oasis Championship on the Champions Tour in Florida. Diddly diddly diddly,
2: diddly, diddly 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 The Carlingford Lock Golf Classics as we know there's lots of these amateur events on nowadays. You can play in them three days of golf usually great price. There's a brilliant one in Belfast, the Belfast Parkland. So now they've got the Carlingford Golf. Classic. It was launched last week at Warren Point. The event will be played at Warren Point, Kill Keel, and Green North. Three lovely golf courses in June. Tournament is sponsored by Visit Carlingford. You can get more info online. Visit carlingford.com. You can contact Paul Reeve at Warren Point Golf Club for further details.
1: That was mostly very well
2: remembered. Thank you very much. Well done. Now, each episode, we're going to try and bring you a top tip from one of the Ireland's top PGA pros. And today, it's Michael Alexander from this here this venue.
1: Here, this here parish, absolutely. Your um, coach,
2: I have to say, is your coach. Well, he he he's not
1: really <laughs> my coach. <He laughs> the old tip that we're playing together. Michael's just uh, recently qualified as a PGA full professional. Yeah,
2: brilliant news for so Michael. So, well
1: done, Michael. And he has a wee, uh, YouTube channel and Facebook page called Mike's Quick
2: Tips. He's very good at this, too.
1: So, here's one of Mike's Quick Tips.
6: Hi, everyone. Mike coming at you here with a quick video so we're going to talk about club selection and choosing the right club for each shot okay so we're at the 10th hole, of Hollywood 172 yards I've got now we do need to think a little bit about what we're doing but not to the Bryson DeChambeau level or as my friend Mark Kilpatrick would call him Bryson Champagne. we're not going to that level let's do Dustin Johnson level what Dustin Johnson says is what I do is I get the yardage 172 what club would that normally be 6-iron for me, Okay. then check the wind, alright, it's a good bit downwind, but it is cold, so I'm going to say that that's going to equal it out. If it was a nice day and it's downwind, I'm going to take a club less, 7-iron. Just guys, just think about it, and also the other thing I like to think about is where do I not want to go on this hole, and it's left, you can probably see that, left is not where we want to go, so I'm going to try and aim up a little bit right, so that if if I do hit it straight, it's going to be right hand side of the green. If I do pull it a bit right, or push it a bit right, it's gonna be on the right hand side. And if I pull it a little bit, it's actually gonna be on the flag. I'm gonna be happy. Okay? So let's give it a go. And line up to the right hand side. Six iron, I know the wind. Nice shot. Okay, right at my target. A little bit right of the flag. Guys, go out and try it. Think about it this weekend when you're playing, and enjoy. Cheers. So, Mr. McElroy has been everywhere.
2: He did some media. He did
6: some media over this
1: last week or two, uh, primarily because he's launched uh, Golf Golf Pass. Pass. That's right. So this is uh, a partnership with? Uh,
2: The NBC Golf Channel type thing?
1: Uh Uh-huh. And it kind of looked, well, it's an NBC that owns Golf Now.
2: I think Golf Channel and NBC, they're all tied up together.
1: And Golf Now. So it's kind of like a Golf Now for America. You'll you'll know golf now if you're from yeah. Ireland because you know it's it, the tee times and the reduced prices and that kind of stuff. That's right. So it looks like this is kind of like a version of golf now, but it also includes Rory's expertise, yeah.
2: lifestyle tips, coaching tips. You can get uh, preferred tee times. I think there's some travel times as well and stuff like that. In it.
1: Don't know if it's uh, if it's going to be rolled out further than America to Europe or anything, yeah. but uh, but basically Rory is one of the f- uh, uh, listed as a founding partner. So a bit of a business venture for Roar's?
2: So. Yeah, Rory Inc is involved there, but he was obviously doing his media commitments, and of course the first thing you got asked with, are you going to win the Masters? <laughs> At some stage that's bound, uh, bound to start driving to uh, About into four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Rory, when did he win the Masters? Oh <laughs> about God.
1: About 2014. February.
2: You can yeah. imagine this. You can, now, fair play on this. Your shoulders didn't slump. No. you can imagine? Oh God.
1: I know. That's because he was on live TV <laughs> on uh, Morning Drive on the Golf Channel. So if it had been in oppressor with me, yeah, you yeah, asking it.
2: That's it, that's it. That's... <laughs> me <laughs> <athlete. laughs> okay. that's going poor fella he's going to have to deal I dealt with it quite well you actually. Know, all, all he has to do is win it, is win it. there <laughs> you go S-
1: question right. over so return the Masters and that question goes away Rory top tip <laughs> top tip from the boys <laughs> uh, he was also on uh, uh, t- the Tonight Show yeah with Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon yeah, yeah look I was he, able to remember his name know. he's a bit of a golfer actually he likes his golf so he was on doing a bit of crazy putting with Jimmy Fallon yeah it was good fun and basically doing the rounds
2: um, so best of luck good luck I hope Good it works out well. Uh, elsewhere, yes. Well, a couple of things about the Irish Open. So Shane Lowry, obviously a former winner of the Irish Open, went an out What oh, a day that up. was. And Tommy but they've both committed already.
3: Golf in Ireland is one of those places that's very like you know golf bias, and um, we've always enjoyed playing there. So to get that chance again this year, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It'll be great. It's the best. I mean, playing the Irish Open is just the best, and. Um, they come and support the event great, they have done over the years, uh, ever since I've been playing it anyway. And, you know, I'd love to win another Irish Open and hopefully it can be this year. You know, I think Paul will do a great job and I think um, you know, as, as, as always Dubai Duty Free do a great job and you know, the fact that it's part of the Rolex series as well is, is amazing and you know, I'm lucky enough and happy to be going there as a Rolex Series champion as well. Um, you know, it, it doesn't feel like 10 years. It feels like it's gone a lot quicker than that. But I've played in, you know, obviously played in every every Irish Open since. And every time I go back to the Irish Open, it's just, it's just special. And I always, I'll always have great memories. And you know, very happy that um, I can support Paul. He's always been, he's always been great with me. Actually, from my first um, year, few years on tour, on tour, he was always, uh, not necessarily a mentor, but he was always great at giving me advice. And he was always really friendly. So um, you know, for me, like to give back a little something by playing his event. Um, I mean, it's only a little of me playing, but um, like to, to just do something and support Paul is great.
2: Paul McGinnis, would be delighted to hear that. But there's another story maybe you, you saw a wee bit about branching out during the, year, during the week. It seems that some people have been trying to resell to Irish Open tickets on some of these resell sites. Um, Which is not a good idea, the The European European Tour Tour, have put their foot down.
1: They've come out with a a statement which you can see on the screen, uh, basically saying don't buy your tickets from the resale sites like Viagogo, buy them from the official partner and from the European Tour themselves. Yeah,
2: that way you can guarantee you're getting the tickets at the right price because I believe they've been trying to sell them at higher prices which is not good. Which is not
1: good. So tickets starting to sell already for the Irish Open, which, you know, so it's, this is the time of year people really start thinking about about what they're doing and how they're going to get there, where they're going to stay and all that stuff. And if you're booking accommodation and getting your tickets now is obviously the, the yeah. best time. So
2: Brilliant. And I think it's, you know, Shane and Tommy Fleetwood lined up There's the start of some of the big names that are coming.
1: Yep. Uh, and that's about it actually for this week. So a couple of things. Uh, don't forget, send your videos, send us your content, uh, like, subscribe, share, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're very, very uh, grateful of all the stuff that you do send in nigolfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks?
2: The next one, Mars, is the big event on the horizon. It's a WGC World Golf Championship in Mexico. Mexico. I think everybody will be there. I think Roy's lined up for that. That should be a good one. So
1: uh, if you're still playing Winter League, good on you. Must be coming in an end Lunatic.
2: The Spring Leagues are starting in some places. Spring Leagues
1: are starting soon. Uh, enjoy your golf and um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.